You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practice Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, I wonder if my dental marketing is working. I think it might be working or it's never worked. Well, today we help you with those questions. I brought on my good friend, Tanya Winans, and she's brilliant with dental marketing. She actually created a tool, self-diagnosis tool, that you can pinpoint where the discrepancies or inefficiencies are in your dental marketing. You have to listen to this episode. I know you'll enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. Hey guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought like, how do I improve my marketing? What's going on in dental marketing? What do I do about my dental marketing? Well, if you ever ask those questions, I've got the expert. Her name is Zanya. Zanya Wines from Golden Proportions. Today, we are going to put your marketing to the test. So I actually want you to grab a pen and then we're going to make you take a test at the end of this podcast. And you won't be able to unsee it. You'll be actually able to see some um, some discrepancies, some inefficiencies that you can go to work on. So, Zanya, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. I am so excited to be here, Kirk. This is uh, truly, I am so excited about this <laughs> test because it is the most revealing thing doctors have ever done. They tell me they're blown away by it. Yeah. So I told you this before we went live and hit the go button. I'm so proud of you. Now, you guys have to know this if you're listening. Zanya is a dear friend of mine. Okay, I've been doing this for 26 years. I've been saying 25 years, but Chris is like, no, it's been 26 years. ACT has been around. So 26 years. Um, people in the industry come and go. There's a lot of incredible people in this industry that you'll meet, that become colleagues, that help you. They help you, you help each other, and then they coach you. And Zanya is one of those people for me. I call her when I'm stressed. I call her when I need to know information. And in a world of dental marketing, I'm a little, mm, I don't know, biased about this because there's so many people that come in and out of the space. Zanya has been the one person that's really stayed consistent and you've helped so many of our clients. Now, we're going to talk about how you're going to put your marketing to the test. But before we do that, I have so many young listeners. I want people to know who you are. Who's on your What do you do? 
So I am CEO, founder of Golden Proportions Marketing, full service dental marketing agency. Um, we don't do projects. We, we do big strategy work for practices to really help them to grow. And, uh, and Kirk knows this, but I have been married to a dentist for Gosh, we are coming up on 30 years this fall. Wow. So I've lived the same journey that all of your listeners have gone through. And uh, it kind of gives us a really neat insight into what works and what doesn't. Yeah, you're not just married to a dentist. He's super cool, too. He's just <laughs> well, a great guy. Yeah, I was going to say, you know this. He's not just a dentist anymore. He's on the other end of that journey. He now makes beer for a living. So, yeah. So just so you guys know, I'll fill in the rest of the story. But Larry, her husband, super cool guy. These, This is why these guys are so cool. He went after his dream. So he actually created a beer, a brewery, right? What's the name of it? Uh, the brewery is Jackass Brewing Company. <clears throat> a lot of people would say this is a crazy kind of second half of your life. And he loved dentistry, but this was just time to pursue all another passion. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. So let's talk about the why. You know, um, you've been doing this a long time, just like me. Let's talk about the why you created this. I remember when you came up with the idea to create this, but let's talk about the why in marketing. So great question. The why is because every single doctor, when they call us, they might start out with something like, you know, I think I need a new website, or I've got a friend who's been doing television commercials and I want to do that thing. And what they're failing to see is that, just going after a single strategy is not going to solve the bigger problem. But us telling them only gets us so far. It's kind of like if someone just tells you how to solve the problem, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. I, I, I can figure this out on my own. But if you go through the journey and you kind of diagnose the problem yourself, and that's what this quiz does, you can't unsee all of the things that it reveals that tells you, okay, your weakness is not just that you don't have a great television commercial, your weakness in your marketing is like 16 other things. And so that that's the why is because uh, kind of once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's been yeah. very powerful. Yeah, and you're gonna see, so if, you, uh, if you're not taking notes, we're always taking notes for you. And you can flip up to the notes to, in this podcast episode, and you're gonna see a link to the, um, the, the self-diagnosis process that Zanya created uniquely for the Best Practices Show community. So I want you to take this. And one thing you're going to notice when you do that, it's a very holistic approach. And so uh, I love where you're going with this because marketing is something you can't ignore. You might get angry at times that you tried a whole bunch of stuff, but you can't stay there. You know the overall marketing approach to your practice is an essential piece for its long-term health. And people use words like funnel and stuff like that. Like, let's talk about, let's talk about this holistic approach and does funnel fit into that? Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, so I'm sure you'll probably agree with this. Most doctors focus on lead generation. They just, they say, I want the phone to ring. I want more patients. I want a certain kind of patient, but all they care about is the phone ringing. What they fail to realize is that to get true return on investment out of your marketing, you've got to start at the top of the funnel, which is your brand awareness and your brand message. And you've also got to pay attention to everything that comes after lead generation, because that's where the return on investment comes from is 
looking at, are you converting the leads? Are you retaining those patients? Did you give them a great experience? Are they advocating for you and sending more people in? So it is, this quiz kind of takes people through all the stages of the funnel, both things an agency would do and that your own team could be doing or you could be doing to help improve your own marketing. Yeah, we're going to go back to the IRY thing. You you and I did not talk about this, but I'm going to say it anyway, is that I just referred one of our top producing dentists over to you. We won't mention his name because I love him dearly and he's up to some really cool stuff. I can't wait to see what he does. But he's like, oh my gosh, like she does all the metrics. And so I think it's really important. Whoever you decide to have you help you with marketing, they've got to provide extensive data or this becomes the black hole that you just keep seeing credit card charges to new efforts happening. You can actually show us, anyone, like where your dollars are going, if it's working, the data tells a story, right? Oh, the data tells me everything. And the data that we collect really correlates to everything that we ask in this quiz, because it's not just measuring, again, how often the phone's ringing, but, you know, is it being converted? And are these patients being retained in the practice? And are you getting reviews and referrals? But the part that I love about it is that it connects directly to your practice management software over 50 different platforms, and it will measure your return on investment in real time. So there's no hiding behind something that isn't working. I mean, it forces my team to get better because if the ROI isn't there, we need pivot strategies or we need to change something about what we're doing. But I can also see if there's something on the doctor's end, the team's end, that they can improve to help have an impact on their own ROI. But if you're not measuring that bottom line number, it's just a guess. Yeah. And you built this software yourself. I mean, it does way more than that, Zanya. You can actually record phone calls. You can do training through it. You can see what works, what doesn't work. It actually takes a lot of, if not all, of the subjective out of what you're doing with your marketing, right? Yeah, it really does. I mean, it just gives us hardcore numbers. And as much as I love marketing and kind of the art and the creativity that goes into it, it's got to produce. And right. you've got to have some transparency in what was my end result in this thing. So you're not just throwing money, like you said, kind of down a black hole. <clears throat> but if you don't have that transparency, and, and I will tell you, this has become like a big thing. It's funny, when I started this about eight years ago, nobody was automating ROI. Now it's catching on. There's other groups that are starting to do it. Um, but a lot of them still ask the doctors to run the report every single month. They say, I need you to run a report and I want you to match up these phone calls that we tracked that came in and try and find them in your patient reports. And then you're gonna put this all in a spreadsheet so we can calculate your ROI. No doctor does that. No team does that. You know they don't have time. It's a complete obligation. So automating it and just having that information at your fingertips has been a game changer for people. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Let's let's go right there on marketing. You've seen a lot of stuff. What's the biggest problem dentists have when they start to market? I think the biggest problem is they have a very narrow point of view as to what they need to be doing. They are not thinking big strategy. And okay, I'm going to say this ties because the this is like a real passion of mine, um, especially the past couple of years. Dentists have been focusing, you obviously understand Simon Sinek's start with why. They're focusing on the what and the how. The what is they're a dentist. The how is they're general or they're using a piece of technology. 
but none of them are focusing on the why they do what they do. And that is why their patients are only buying based on who takes their insurance or what the cost is, or can you get me in on a Saturday? And so the this big other thing that I think is the biggest problem is dentists don't know their branding message, which is their why. And so they are just one of many in their community and they don't truly have the competitive advantage that they should in their marketing. Yeah. And dentists, you know, in all fairness, uh, you know, they do think in very narrow, you know, spaces and things like that. So it does happen where, and we see it too, you know, they come back from an aesthetics course. And so everything is about aesthetics or placing and restoring instead of, you know, the why people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And then, you know, in a world that trust is low, mm-hmm. ultimately, if I'm coming to you as a patient, I got to sit in the chair and say, you're my person in a world where there's a lot of choices. I trust you because, and I think once you can get a hold of that and you put it in your marketing, that's where it starts to transform. Talk about the inefficiencies. So that's what people get wrong. But like, what are the inefficiencies? Is it, is it just a, just a smattering of efforts, a smattering of cash everywhere? Um, it's a lot of things. So inefficiencies in marketing are, again, because there isn't a bigger strategy. And so you're kind of, you might be putting all of your money into just one part of the marketing funnel. Often they're putting it all into the lead generation, but they're not, it's completely inefficient to spend all that money to make the phone ring. If nobody is listening to the phone calls, if nobody knows the questions that the patients are having and why they're choosing not to come into the practice and choose somebody else or that your team doesn't know how to explain your why to these callers on the other end. So, you know, these inefficiencies, I wish it was just one, but they're absolutely everywhere following all the way down the process. Oh, I got about 50 of them. We could call it right now. So, you know, the whole new patients thing, one of the things you have to know is what kind of new patients are we getting? I travel all over the place and people say, I get 400 new patients a month. And my first thought is put a fork in my eye. That sounds terrible. (laughs) I can already tell you most, probably half of them don't show up. Let me just call this out. New patients at super high volume levels are the worst. Or, oh, I love this one. How did you find us? I don't know. I was searching the internet and I just kind of stumbled across. You're like, oh, Lord, please, somebody help me. You have to know what you're looking for. It's great to have new patients, but they have to be the right type of new patients, right? Yeah, they absolutely do. I mean, every doctor that I work with, they don't want quantity. I can get you quantity all day long. Um, but they want a patient who comes in kind of preheated, like that says, yeah, I looked at a bunch of dentists and you, your, your vision, your values, the way that you take care of patients that connected with me emotionally, they come in, they already have trust with you. They move forward with treatment faster. They are bigger advocates of what you're doing, sending their friends and families in because they just get that. It's almost like a, it's like a soulmate between a dentist and a patient when you can find the right doctor who shares your values and your vision. Um, and so that really kind of goes all back to that branding message yeah. and being able to put that out there in the first place. Yeah, I love it. You're, you're hitting some trigger points with me and I'm getting older, so I don't care anymore. I'm just going to say it. Like trust is the most important thing out there. The more that your brand 
can create trust and it's sincere trust. In a world where you can't open up a web browser or your phone without seeing the two initials AI, everyone's getting crazy about it. And there are some things that are going to help us. But here's my prediction, and most of my predictions are wrong, but here we go anyway, is like in the future, there's going to be so much of that. You're not going to know what to trust anymore. You know, and we've already seen that in social media. If you watch Social Dilemma, they say the biggest problem with social media is you don't know what's real anymore. You get your news from social media. It's very slanted based on what you're clicking on. And so I think this is a great opportunity, Zani. What you just said is gold. If you as a dental care provider, dental practice owner can understand that trust is a huge opportunity in a world of so much AI and so much stuff. You have to get good at the trust part. You'll succeed beyond any measure you ever dreamed, you know, so. Well, you know what? That trust, that comes from authenticity. That comes from truly being yourself and not creating this marketing message, this persona of something that you don't actually live by when the patients come into the practice. It's about figuring out who you authentically are why you love dentistry, why it's so important to you, and then just sharing that with people. And those are the people, that trust is going to be there because they're going to know it's real and it's authentic because it's coming from you and not just some marketing creative message. Yeah. Amen, sister. Now, there's a warning about this whole process of taking this test. You're going to see some things. We say in our house, I can't unsee that, you know, type of a thing. Like you're going to learn some things about your business when you start to do this quiz and you can't unsee them or you can't unlearn them. Give us a little glimpse of what I'm going to learn about my business that I can't unlearn. Okay. So the very first section, so we kind of have this broken down into sections that are related to the marketing funnel. Um, And the first section, and this is almost universally the lowest score for every single person, is strategy related. So we're asking questions about things like um, grade yourself kind of one to five. Do you create annual SMART goals about your practice growth? Which seems so obvious. I mean, Kirk, you and I, like we're goal people. We're driven by goals. Very few dentists have ever sat down and created goals for their practice, unless they're working with somebody like you or I. Um, So we ask them about their goals. We ask them to grade themselves on, do we have an annual execution calendar and a budget? Um, Are we sitting down as a team uh, once a week or at least once a month and regularly reviewing the strategies and making sure that we are doing the things that we've agreed that we're gonna do in order to be successful? Um, We ask them like, are we actually dedicating time each week in our schedule to do the marketing tasks, not just to have a plan, but to actually put the plan into action? So it's all kind of on a grade of one to five for each one of these questions, kind of five being, I'm killing it. I do this without thinking. I do this in my sleep. One is, oh crap, I haven't been doing this at all. And that's the strategy is universally where people kind of get like 25% out of 100 on their scores as a general rule. It's pretty low, big opportunities for improvement there. Right. Let's go back. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Let's go back to that one because I love this. Not doing a strategy for your business is like not treatment planning. Exactly. Same thing. thing. Perfect analogy. Patient's going to come in, broken cusp, no treatment plan. I'm just going to fix it. You know, and you do that over and over again. You know, with a great treatment plan, Number one, 
It's going to be better for every single person involved. The outcome will always be more predictable, which you're starving for. So the time is critical, critically necessary. You and I use the same operating system. So words like goals, you know, targets, strategies, priorities, all those things. One of the things you taught me is that when you talk to your team about a priority or a strategy, like show me the time that you've allocated in your calendar to do this. Because if you don't help your team members do this, they try to find time, which no one can find time. They'll find it after work, whenever they can. And as you can already see, our plan starts to fall apart by trying. As Yoda said, there is no try. (laughs) There's only do or do not. (laughs) So keep going. I stopped you on the strategy thing. What's another thing that we can't unsee? Uh, Definitely it's the branding. And this is this is so core to me, the branding. I mean, the strategy to me just seems instinctive, but that's how my brain's wired. But the branding has been the biggest thing that most practices are missing. So let me just kind of set this up for you. So let's assume you're a patient. You're like, okay, I'm new to an area or I just broke off a tooth and I don't have a dentist. And they go online and they search dentist near me, which is the first place almost everybody starts. And they're going to see a couple of ads and they're going to see the local listings in the Google business profile and then a whole bunch of opportunities under that. So first, they're overwhelmed with a lot of information trying to figure out who to pick. They are not picking a practice based on insurance at that point in time because they've never even made it to your website. So how do they decide who they're going to stop at and say, I'm going to click on this site because they're not going to click on the like 15 different links that are going to be on that page. Right. Yes, reviews are a big part of it. But if they are completely unfamiliar with your practice name and what you stand for, you're just one of the 15 on that page. If you've got a really strong brand and good brand awareness and someone kind of sees you and they go, oh, I've heard of that practice. I know what they stand for. There's instant trust and they are far more likely to click on it. So you put in all that energy and effort to make sure your website's ranking number one on the page, but you can get skipped if you're basically brand new to them, if they've never heard of you before. So that brand awareness is hugely undervalued in my point of view, because that's the thing that drives them to pick up the phone in the first place. 100%. In a sea of sameness, your town anyone that's listening to, it's a sea of same. Everything looks the same. And my question to you as a dentist is why do people come to you, reach into their pocket and use their discretionary dollars? And also in a world where so many people are on PPOs, you know, everyone calls us, how do I get off of PPOs? Well, the bottom line is people have to come to you for a reason that's above and beyond the usual and customary. And they got to go, I'm going to pay money for this, whether or not my benefits cover this or not. So this branding piece is crazy important. And you know this, people will always spend money on things that they value. So if you understand this as a dentist, you can get this, you can get your arms around this at a very early age in your career and enjoy this, right? Yeah. And it's funny, if you stop and you look at the practices in your community that are really successful, like the people that you kind of almost envy because they have got it all going on. They've got a great social media presence. They've got great reviews. People talk about them a lot. I guarantee if you go look at their marketing, 
there is a very clear message about who they are and what they stand for and how they treat people. Their brand message, their tagline, however you want to be using it, is crystal clear. You probably didn't even realize it because you've just been exposed to that same kind of message over and over and over again in all these different mediums. And it just felt right. Like it just, right. it, it feels that soulmate connection. You go, okay, this is why this guy is so successful or girl, um, because they're clear on who they are and why people want to come to them. Yeah, I love this. And so, you know, the data, I freak out on the data. So I, I spend a lot of time on this podcast. I, I mean, it's, it's a dream come true for me because I'm a CE junkie. I love learning. So I get to learn every day. This is awesome. And if you guys have been listening to the podcast, one of the questions I ask every PPO expert that we have on is where are the numbers today? Where are we at? And I don't know if you know this, Sonia, but prior to COVID, and if you're listening, listen to this, this is so important. Prior to COVID in the United States, fee-for-service practice has made up about 9% of the dental practices in the United States. Post-COVID, they are 18% and climbing. Wow. Because it became the perfect opportunity at a lot of times. Now, there's a lot of factors that influence this. One of them is the rate in which write-offs are climbing. Do you know what the average dental practice writes off that participates in PPOs now? Do you know the number? I'm just going to ask. Um, I don't know. Percentage. My ballpark guess is at least quarter million. Well, percentage-wise. Oh, percentage-wise, probably uh, it's got to be 20 to 30%. It's 45%. No kidding. Yeah. So multiple Ouch. experts. So it, just go back and listen to anybody I've interviewed. I mean, anybody, they're all in the low four. It's somewhere between 41, 42. And Shelly DeGroff, if you want to listen to a recent podcast we did, she said there, we find our practices that we're trying to help that are on PPOs are 45%. Here's why I tell you this. There's never been a better time ever in dentistry to put your flag in the ground and go, we're going to go in this direction. We're going to create a brand around helping people get healthy. And we're going to do it in such a great way that people are going to want to pay us our full fee. Thus, we don't play the PPO game long. Because you have people that call you all the time and go, I want to get out of PPOs. And you're like, you got to see the whole picture. That's not, that's like a exactly. fraction of the picture, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So let's keep going down the path of what we can't unsee. Once I take this quiz, what else can't I unsee? Well, once we get through strategy and branding, <clears throat> we get to the part that everybody's most familiar with, and that's lead generation. And the first question that's on here is we meet our new patient goals every month and they grade themselves one to five. And you know what? I get such an interesting response to this one because most of the time they haven't set a target. They don't know how many there's no goal for how many new patients I want to get per month. They're just kind of like, well, is my schedule full? Then I think I'm getting enough. So first, they they have to understand how many new patients they're getting a month. Um, we're also asking them, like, is there a clear digital marketing plan in place that is comprehensive from SEO to reviews to social media to paid search, whatever it is? Is there a plan or are you just sort of hoping one thing is going to do all of it for you? Because Again, back to the branding, that branding gets shared across all of the strategies and platforms that you're using. So you can't just do one thing. Um, we're also asking them, is there more than one predictable new patient source that you're getting people from, from aside from referrals? We all know those ought to be coming in, but there should be a minimum of two or three different lead generation sources. Because if one of those lead generation sources goes dry, you're up a creek. 
I mean, if you have a, maybe your SEO is killing it and you're getting a ton of new patients in, but you have somebody who comes in who's a competitor who's just really hitting it hard and your SEO gets pushed down because maybe you're, you're riding that wave of how well your website is doing and so you don't keep up with it or you go, I don't have to invest as much money in SEO because I'm getting so many people. It's really easy to lose traction and lose new patients very quickly if you don't have multiple sources that are regularly bringing you new patients. So don't rely on just one. That's a really fast way to get bumped off. Um, and then the other thing with lead generation, how the heck are you measuring it? Don't tell me as a doctor, well, we ask every new patient that schedules. That does not tell me where your leads are coming from because it's the halo effect. They've, especially if you're doing your branding right, they have you know seen you on social and they've heard about you from a friend and they read your reviews and there could be any number of different things. You're gonna have to have some level of call tracking in there to get more accurate data about how well your lead generation is working. Yeah, that's so important because, you know, you and I haven't talked about this one, but you actually train teams on how to ask this question. You have got the analytics to be able to do it, but you also need to be able to ask the question, where else have you seen us? Because you would know these these numbers better than I. But how many times does somebody have to hear something or how many impressions before they actually take an action in anything? Like you hear about something, I've heard about it. Oh, that restaurant. And then when I do my search, I'm like, oh, and you have to be equipped as an owner to know how many times? Do- um, well, this this is killer for people because somebody has to have seen or had some interaction with your brand a minimum of seven to nine times, not before action, but before their brain even notices it and goes, oh, and they take, so I could hear about Act Dental seven to nine times from other people in a variety of things, but it doesn't really stick, it doesn't click until I've had that level of saturation, and then you might make it into my consideration process. Right. So there's a lot more that goes into it before they're ready to take action. See, that blows my mind. Seven to nine times before they even take action. Now, I'll just tell you as a business owner myself, my favorite people that we meet have had many interactions. They've consumed a lot of it because they already kind of know. And so I think you have to prepare yourself as a business owner going, listen, there's got to be a lot of impressions before, not the impressions that are happening in people's mouths, that are happening outside of your practice before they actually sit in the chair because those end up becoming better patients long term, I would guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it, again, if you're clear on your brand message, they come in, they're, they're pretty much going to agree with your treatment plan. They're not going to argue with you or go shopping for other doctors because they've got that trust, because they've seen your brand, they know who you are and what you stand for. Right. It all works together. This is why you can't skip the steps. You got to go step by step by step through the funnel. Right. So we have strategy. You've got branding. You also have lead generation. What else is in there? Uh, the one that we tend to forget about, lead conversion. So great. Phone's ringing. Okay. Are they scheduling? And that is critical. So are you listening to the phone calls? Are you being able to document whether somebody scheduled, didn't schedule, went to voicemail? I mean, you know this, we've talked about it. It kills me. Over 33% of all calls that come into dental practices go to voicemail. And we have covered millions upon millions of phone calls. And I will tell you that consistently, 70 to 80% of all calls that go to voicemail, hang up and do not leave a message. And they are just on to the next dental practice. So you are losing money simply because you don't even know that your phone isn't getting answered. The 
only way you're going to know that is with some level of call tracking. Right. Well, let me have some fun with you and the listeners. But not in my practice. <laughs> they get all of them. They tell me uh, they get all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I have literally yet to run into a single practice. I hear that, then we start tracking the calls and we have a little review and we we have a special chart that's just a missed call analysis and it tells us exactly yeah. the dates and the times. And they're like, oh, well, that, that's when we always have our Wednesday team meeting. I didn't realize that we were missing that many new patients who are calling at that period of time. Or we don't open until nine on Thursday. So all right. these people that are calling at seven and eight blew it. So it's very, very eye-opening once they see that data. Yeah, and we're just having fun with you as a listener, so don't get mad. Please don't get mad. It's just, we hear this <laughs> stuff all day long. Everybody's perfect. We get all of them. And no, here's what's really cool is once you start seeing the data, it does freak you out. You also start to dispel a lot of these myths. So we're big proponents of better practice, better life. I want you to have a life. I want you to coach baseball. I want you to go home at a reasonable time. But a lot of clinicians that I run into for the first time, they always say, well, I got to be open on Fridays. I got to do these Saturday things because that's when people, once you start getting the metrics on when people call, you don't have to be there. Give this a thought. You could actually have somebody answer the phone on a Friday and your practice is closed. Think about that. And you could actually have desirable hours. You, you can start to see when high call volumes are coming in. You can create automations. Like there's so many companies now where you can create an automation. If somebody, if there is a missed phone call, 33%, instantly somebody gets a text saying, we are on the phone. So sorry, we missed you. Can I call you right back? I've seen that from many practices. And my first thought is I type back, yes, they're so nice. And then Lucy calls me back and says, I am so sorry. I was not able to pick up. I was talking to a new guest. Thank you so much. And you're like, oh, wow. It just takes the level of service to a whole nother level. Am I, am I going down the right path here? You 100%. But here's one more thing that they ought to do. So if you, we use this in our call tracking technology too. If someone hits your voicemail and you get that bounce back text message, put in your scheduling link if you have online scheduling, because often they just want to make an appointment. So if you can make it that much easier for them that they don't have to wait for a phone call back and they can take care of that right on the spot, you're going to convert that many more people. Brilliant. Okay. Question for you. Everybody, everybody that's an expert has this number. How many people will call a dental office today in the United States and actually schedule? Now, I want, now, everybody has a different number. Like Christopher Phelps, I think he said 32%. Scott Luna has a number on that. They're all in the same category. And um, I'm kind of put you on the spot here because I, I listen to way too many webinars, talk to way too many people. But really, I want you to think about that number if you're listening. 32 to 33% of the patients in the United States that will call a dental office today will actually make an appointment. We are losing so much opportunity. Now, do you want every patient? No. But think about the lost opportunity just on the answering and then the converting. I mean, you've got ultimate, you, okay, I'm already, I need to quiet here because I already know where you're going. Phone calls are one of them. The next piece of the funnel is how many of them were answered. The next piece is like how many were converted. The next piece was how many people actually showed up. And what's really cool, I'm actually doing your interview for you, is you can see, <laughs> you can see where the discrepancy is. It's on the conversion on this practice. Mm -hmm. It's actually on the answering on this practice. And you could tweak each one of these dials, right? 
That's exactly what this is about. And this is why you've got to have the strategy at the beginning that looks at all of these stages because you're going to keep seeing, and that's what I love about this quiz. There's problems for everybody. Hell, my business doesn't do it perfect 100% of the time either. But there's going to be a little weakness somewhere. So think of it as a constant optimization of your marketing that you can take okay, I want to work on this one little thing and I'm going to adjust it and I'm going to come up with a new script for how we talk to patients or I'm going to come up with a a different technology to help make sure that they get converted and scheduled. I'm going to fix that problem. Then I move on to the next problem and the next problem. Nobody is going to get it 100%, but boy, if you could get your score from say 30 or 40% up to 70, 80%, what kind of a difference would that make in the growth of a practice? You don't have to do tons more marketing and spend a lot more money. It's about tweaking each of the stages of the new patient funnel. Yeah. And so back to what we said at the beginning, this is a self-diagnosis tool. Now we've covered strategy, branding, uh, lead gen, lead convert. Are we leaving any out? What, is there a fifth one? Oh, we got a couple of them. Oh, so keep going. you got the new patient experience. Because you put all that energy and effort into get some, getting somebody scheduled, if they do not have an impressive first experience, whether it's are you managing their expectations up front about where to park and how you're going to help them with their insurance if they have it, or how long they're going to spend with a doctor, um, or, or you know, there's so many things that go into a great new patient experience, and if that isn't good, you're going to have a lot of one-time patients. You're going to spend a lot of money getting somebody in for a consult and not getting the treatment moving forward. So that part of the funnel, a lot of doctors think they've got that pretty good. Um, I tend to see like 60 to 70% scores in the new patient experience, but there's always some opportunities for improvement there. That's awesome. What else? What, what, so that's number five. What's number six? Patient retention. Ooh, tell me about that. You got to get people rescheduled. We know this. Now, we're assuming that we're attracting at least A and B patients. We're not, you know, we don't want to reschedule our our C and D level patients. Um, But what is your team doing to make sure that you are measuring the number of active patients? Are you getting them back on the schedule? Are they showing up? Um, Are they completing treatment that you've been recommending? Kind of, it's the constant remarketing process to them, which kind of goes back again to your branding and your brand awareness that they want to keep seeing and hearing from you. Are you sending out email newsletters? Whatever contact you have with them to stay top of mind. So all that investment that you made in making the phone ring in the first place, your ROI comes in by that patient sticking around for 10 years. You are going to blow your ROI out of the water if they stick around with you, even if they're just doing, you know, you've done the big treatment in the beginning, but you keep them in there for hygiene and the occasional restoration that needs to be done. But a big part of that ROI is because they have a great experience with you and then they're sending their friends in the advocacy paid uh, part of the funnel. So like all, you can see how all of this works together. If you don't have the first stage right, the second stage is not going to go as well. Yeah. And so you got to get them all the way down to the bottom of the funnel where they just think you are the bomb, you're the best dentist on the planet, and they need to tell everybody about this. Yeah. Zanya, I'm 
pretty convinced we were separated at birth. I just love all the stuff that you're talking about. You're speaking my jam. And two, you know, another thing to think about as you go down this process with Zanya, you see the discrepancies, you see the inefficiencies. And my coaching to you is as you improve these, each one of these pieces, you start building retention numbers, you know, conversion numbers. You can build those numbers instead of trying to build more ops, you know, so it's, it's becomes, you know, people always say expanding capacity by expanding ops. No, 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 no. Expanding ops is just expanding ops. Expanding hours is just expanding hours. That's not expanding capacity. When you get better at these numbers, you're expanding your capacity in the space you already have. And it just gets better and better and better. And at the end of the day, you get a life. I love it. I love it. So any last thoughts on this, Sonia? I would love to keep you for another hour because I have so many other questions, but what else would you say about putting your marketing to the test? So here's what I would really say. I'm going to say everybody who's listening to this needs to go take this test. It's going to be eye-opening for you. You might not like the results, but again, once you see them, you can't unsee them. And then you got to come to my class. So I'm doing a course at Act Dental Headquarters, June 16th and 17th called Discovering Your Dental Marketing DNA, Six Steps to Success. And we're basically going to take everybody through all these stages. You're going to literally walk away from the class, understanding what your DNA is, what is your brand message, that thing that is going to make you unique from all the other doctors in the practice or in the, uh, the market. But you're also going to understand how do you put it into action? How do you create leads? How do you convert them? We're going to take you through all these. So to me, that's where it all comes together. The test just tells you what you don't know. I'm going to teach you so you do know. Yeah, I love it. So step number one is take the test. It will stress you out. Step number two is join us on June 16th and 17th for Zanya's class. Now, I'm very partial to her education because it's no fluff. You guys have taken a lot of courses where you've taken a two or three day course. You're like, man, this could have been a one day course. And it's a lot of fluff. You won't experience that with Zanya. Your brain will hurt. It'll be step by step. There'll be a, too much information. You'll leave the course exhausted, but you will leave with a plan that will help you improve your practice and your life. Zanya, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. As always, I'm going to keep having you back. Look at that. You don't even have a choice. It's called voluntolding. You're just coming back again and again and again. So happy to. Cool. We'll stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. If you enjoyed today, which I know you did, please share this with your friends. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see. You're going to see. We're lining them up. Things that you want to learn about marketing. Send me a note. I'll line Zanya up and we'll just ask her and we'll get the answer from the expert. So until you hear from us next time or you see us next time or whatever, Keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm gonna spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.